This is Art One Radio, the podcast with true stories from amazing queer people as told by themselves. My name is Salim, and this show comes to you from Stichting Art One. We are really glad you are listening. At Stichting Art One, we organize film festivals, debates, gatherings, and workshops in the Netherlands and abroad, all to address human rights through art. We call that Artivism. The name of our foundation refers to that, but also to the first article of the Constitution of the Netherlands, which is an anti-discrimination law. In this podcast, we bring you a selection of the stories that came from our podcasting workshops. In these workshops, we help queer refugees and newcomers in the Netherlands develop their very first audio story. Sometimes we work abroad and we help young local activists to find their voice in radio. The participants tell their stories on their own terms, and that's what makes it powerful. They hold the mic, they do the editing, they make the sound design. Today, we have a pretty powerful story for you. It was made by a participant who joined our Queer Faces Migrant Voices workshop in 2017 when we were just starting. She prefers to keep her name private. The story really touched us, and it needs no further introduction, because it speaks for itself. We just want to mention that this story contains violence, so please feel free to skip this one if that's a trigger for you. The story is called Rise and Shine. Every dark cloud has a silver lining. Flight to freedom. My name is Neda. I am the eldest child and only daughter in a Pakistani Christian family. I lived in a small city of Punjab where my father worked as a plumber and my mother was a teacher. One tradition that is widely practiced across the country is the tradition of early marriage of girls. Shadi kar lo pehle, padhai phir hoti rahegi. Get married first. Education can continue afterwards. Stupid, isn't it? I wasn't allowed to wear jeans. Not even allowed to go out without dupatta, shawl. I wasn't allowed on sleepovers or go out with friends alone. I was often asked to go to my bedroom when guests visited because girls are not allowed to sit with them or be part of the conversation. I still remember sitting in my bedroom, making no noise and pretending that I didn't exist. Growing up, I always felt strapped by culture and tradition. I was desperately looking for freedom to do things I like, and I did not want to be forced into a religion or a marriage that wasn't for me. 
somehow i managed to get my bachelor's degree i wanted to study more and do masters but unfortunately that was the end of my study and time for my wedding i felt lost cursed and helpless i stayed up several nights crying over this and praying to god but i just felt doomed for weeks i pleaded my mother not to make me go through with it i don't want to get married i don't want to get married i cried and cried and cried i kept saying no as if no one was listening to me not even my own mother i think they believed they were doing the best for me as like any other pakistani girl i loved my parents and i had no choice but to go through with it and restore their dignity and do the right thing the more i was emotionally blackmailed the weaker i became and i said yes i will get married i never knew anything about him not what he looked like what kind of work he did or his education for me he was a total stranger i was already hearing the wedding bells and while entering the church i held my father's hand so tight so hard hoping that he will tell me i am not getting married today and i only heard the priest saying now your husband and wife you may see each other that was the first time i saw him i was in great shock my heart stopped in my mind was this one question why i was married to an old man he was 18 years older than me a few hours later i accepted the fact i was married had to leave the house where i grew up and was forced to join my husband that night when we were alone i said to him look we don't know each other i know things are meant to happen on your wedding night but do you mind if we didn't i would like to get to know you first he smiled and said okay whatever you want then he asked for my mobile because he wanted to make a call to a friend i gave him my mobile immediately without even thinking he went out talking on the phone a few hours later he came back to the room locked it and then raped me i kept saying no no please stop he thought it was her husband's exclusive right to have sex whenever he wanted he kept me locked in the room 
He more than once grabbed my wrist and dragged me around. He used to pull my hair so hard that I started regretting having long hair. He even used to kick my vagina with those words. Itna kya haas hai isme? What's so special about this? I felt completely worthless. Like an object instead of a human. He saw me as an animal with no rights or a punching bag for his frustration. After months of torture, I was convinced my life was over. I decided to kill myself as I thought that was the only way out and I started cutting my wrist. While I was cutting my wrist, my husband came in and saw me. He started slapping me and hurting my arms where I already had cut myself. I was bleeding. He didn't bother to take me to a doctor. Instead, he left me locked in the room. Few days later, I heard a voice. A voice of someone I know. My heart was telling me that it was the voice of my father. I started banging the door and yelling, "Abu ji, mujhe yahan se leke jao! Abu ji, mujhe yahan se leke jao! Father, please take me away from here." He forced my husband to open the door. As soon as I saw my father, I flew in his arms for protection. I wanted to tell him everything, but I think. He already knows by seeing me. My body covered with bruises and blood. He just hugged me and kept his hand on my head and took me home. My mother, who was expecting to see her daughter as she knew her, was shocked to see me. But that daughter died on the day of her wedding. While cleaning up my wounds, my parents told me they are sorry for what happened with me. They said no parent want to see their child suffer. Few weeks later, my husband came, saying sorry and claiming he loves me. but my father didn't allow him to enter the house he started threatening my father and saying that he will throw acid in my face if i will not be his i cannot be anyone else wife my parents sent me to my aunt in another city but in the eyes of everyone i was a damaged good everyone refused to take care of me or to help me my parents managed to let me divorce and decided to send me to europe where i can live my life again my parents sold everything of value and managed to get enough money for my journey to europe they told me that i have to leave pakistan and start my life over somewhere else where i could be safe <laughs> when i finally figured out my worth I picked up my suitcase of pride and boarded a flight of freedom which landed in the village of change. <laughs>
today i am in netherlands living my life as i wanted as i dreamt of i feel safe and protected i share my story to give hope that there is a bright morning after every dark night <laughs>